With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Wednesday morning. It is the 15th of February, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Good to have your company for the next hour, as I say, middle of the week. Uh, and with you for the next hour before after 6 AM, Vossi and the missile this morning, James. James Magnuson in for Brandy, who is just a little tired after his two days of work this year so far. Uh, so it'll be Vossi and the Missile for you this morning through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Uh, Listers for in Queensland throughout uh, 1620 and also uh, in Brisbane, you will get the first hour of Vossi and the Missile before Patton Hills come along for you at 6 AM local time. one 1170 is our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Don't forget anyone. That calls on the open line on 1300 01 1170. We'll receive a Makita prize pack this morning. So feel free to jump on the line, talk about anything sport, not sport, anything you really want to talk about over the course of the next hour. Uh, we're going to have a chat with host of Tradies News down in Melbourne, Maddie Cox, in about 15 minutes, talk about some of the big sporting stories of the week and just get his take on a few things. So looking forward to that in about 15 minutes. And just before we get to the news of the day, something to get you thinking on this Wednesday morning, early morning, on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I was having a discussion with a friend yesterday, actually. Um, it was Valentine's Day uh, yesterday. hope everyone had a nice time if they uh, went out or did anything for Valentine's Day. But we were talking, and this is in a very non-romantic sense, but we were talking about what sports stars past or present, and you can give me a few. You don't just have to give me one. Which sports star would you like to go for a drink with? Maybe have invite to a house party. Past or present, which sports stars would you love to, and it could be Australian, could be overseas, but which sports stars that you've never met, uh, or you may, may have met and would like to meet again, would you love to invite to a house party for a drink, weekend away maybe? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 Interested to uh, get some names through. It'll be very interesting. Now, uh, let's have a look at the news of the day while we wait for your texts on that. 0457 736 736 or one 1170 And a bit of news floating around about the Cronulla Sharks. Now, we are only 15 days away from the start of the competition. All the teams have named their trial teams as well for the second weekend of the pre-season challenge. I'll go through some of them uh, for you a bit later on in the show. But uh, the news surrounding the Cronulla Sharks, we'll kick off with this one. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, of course, joined them uh, from the Sydney Roosters last year and had a pretty good season for the Sharks, made the finals. They were obviously disappointed in the way they bowed out of the finals in straight sets, but uh, they are going to show the ultimate faith in him by locking him down in the Shire for the next five years. So, as we know, just 12 months after arriving at the club, uh, he wasn't off contract until the end of next year. 
but he will now remain at the helm of the Sharks until at least the end of 2027. It is a ringing endorsement by the Cronulla board for the highly respected mentor, uh, who, as we know, is just 26 games into his first-grade coaching career after only entering the NRL coaching furnace last season. Uh, so it made the finals, as we know. Uh, the lengthy deal will provide Fitzgibbon with the backing and support to become one of the longest-serving coaches in the club's history, and ironically with the chance to surpass the number of games coached by his father, former Cronulla coach Alan Fitzgibbon, who coached 92 games. Uh, Fitzgibbon said yesterday, this is a tremendous opportunity for us to build on what we started here at the Sharks last year. We enjoyed our first season together, but our journey has just begun and we are looking to create an even stronger environment going forward. Um, so well done to the to Craig Fitzgibbon um, and the Cronulla Sharks another five years. It is a long time to give well, anyone a contract, a player, or a coach, anyone really. Um, do you think this is a good move from the Cronulla Sharks? Look, we know he had success last year, got them to the finals. Uh, it is a long time, though, another five or six years until the end of 2027. Uh, you, you'd hope, if you're a Cronulla fan, if you go to sign a coach, and look, there's big raps on Fitzgibbon. We saw what he could do last year. He was a big part of the Roosters coaching team over the 10 years prior to that. But you'd hope by the end of 2027, if he is still there, um, he would have won at least one competition. Are you happy with Craig Fitzgibbon? staying if you're a Sharks fan until the end of 2027, or do you think the contract is a bit too long? 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300 01 1170. For what it's worth, he's a very good coach. We saw that last year. Uh, we'll see what he can do with the Sharks again this year when the season kicks off in a couple of weeks' time. But is five years too long for a contract? 1300 01 1170. You can text 0457-736-736. And just on the Cronulla Sharks as well, they're looking at signing their superstar halfback, Nico Hines, to a lifetime contract. So talks are soon to begin with the Dally M champion around a multi-million dollar extension. Uh, so the Sharks chairman, Steve May, said, we want Nico at the club for the rest of his playing career and after football as well. On and off the field, he is what our DNA is all about. When the time is right, we will sit down and have the conversation around a long-term deal. Uh, he's on about $600,000 a season, it's believed, uh, but his value has increased substantially since he has developed uh, from a very good footballer at the Melbourne Storm into a really, really good, potentially great footballer at the Cronulla Sharks. So uh, Nico Hines potentially being signed by the Sharks on a lifetime deal makes me think what player running around in the NRL at the moment, can be at your team, can be in another team, would you be signing to a lifetime deal? If you had uh, control of any team in the NRL or any player, and you could move them around, it's fine. It could be hypothetical. What team and what player would you be signing to a lifetime deal? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. There's a lot of good players running around in the NRL. But what player would you be signing to a lifetime deal in the NRL right now? one 1170 or you can text 0457-736-736. What player would you be signing to a lifetime deal right now? There's 
One that uh, there's a couple that spring to mind, but what say you? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And is five years too long to be signing a coach for, no matter who it is? Greg Fitzgibbon signed until the end of twenty twenty seven, or does it show good faith by the Cronulla Sharks? Uh, they would obviously expect big things from Fitzgibbon over the next five years. And just on cricket as well, uh, before we take a break and have a chat with Matty Cox on the other side of it, we were talking about Travis Head and David Warner uh, yesterday and potentially Head maybe not being back for the second test. A lot of people want Warner gone. Um, a bit of talk around social media, and I, I can't believe this will happen. But a bit of a talk around social media that Pat Cummins could be in a bit of doubt to be selected for the second test, even though he's Australian captain. Cummins, uh, quite rightly, he's all but certain to play, but it does prove a problem of having a bowler as the captain. Uh, the only way to play three spinners, if conditions demand, is for Green to become the second seamer in a two-pronged pace attack. Under that scenario... Uh, which still requires Cameron Green, as we know, to pass a fitness test, it would leave Cummins and Stark to battle it out as the sole specialist quick. Uh, Nathan Lyon also maybe under a bit of doubt, but you'd be surprised uh, with that. You'd think he would play, even though he had a quiet-ish first test. I can't see Pat Cummins being dropped. But if you're going to if you're going to go with Cameron Green and you want three spinners to play, chance for Matthew Kuhneman to play as well, a live chance, they're saying. Do you go Cummins or do you go Stark? Do you take into effect or account that Cummins is the captain of the Australian cricket team? Surely you have to. Um, and he's been in very good form for a long, long time. But do you take it into account or do you not? 0457 736 736. Who would you pick if you could only pick one one of them, if it's going to be a two-pronged pace attack? Is it Cummins or is it Stark? For the second test beginning on Friday, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. So which sports player, past or present, would you like to have a drink with, maybe invite to a house party? Is five years too long for Craig Fitzgibbon as coach of the Cronulla Sharks? Which player, NRL player, would you, or any player really, would you sign to a lifetime contract? And who would you pick in a hypothetical, Cummins or Stark, for the second test? 0457 736 736 is our text number, or you can call the open line 1300 01 1170. We'll have a chat with Matty Cox on the other side of this. It's 10 past 5 in New South Wales, 10 past 4. It's good to have your company on this Wednesday morning. We'll get to your text shortly, 0457 736 736, or you can call the open line anytime, 1300-01-1170. But always look forward to this time of the week. Let's have a chat with Matty Cox down in Melbourne. Let that run a little bit yeah. longer there, Dan. Just like that little bit of tune. Yeah, very good. I have good. no idea what it is. No, anyway. uh, it sounds familiar, but I, I just can't put my finger on it. Morning, Matty. <laughs> good morning, Dan. How are you? Uh, yes, very well. How are you going for this Wednesday morning? Yeah, look, the uh, the second week back on deck, mm. I, I'd like to say it was um, stronger than the first, but I'm highly doubtful of that. So um, <laughs> anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go this morning. It's like the second year, uh, second year playing footy after a great uh, first year debut. I, but it's good that you're back. You're easing yourself into a big year. I definitely have the second week blues. I can yes. tell you about that. Now, I'm yes. um, caught up 
Mm. Well, not caught up, actually. That's a bit of a lie. Anyway, the NRL. <laughs> Good start. The, yep. the, uh, you, you mentioned last week the trial matches. Yes. Got underway last week, and it was the first time that we saw the Dolphins, the new side in the NRL, the expansion side in, from Redcliffe. We mm. saw them take to the park for the very first time, albeit not for premiership points. And that also meant that uh, a certain crucial figure that you thought would have been spearheading mm. Redcliffe was absent. Yeah, the coach, Wayne Bennett, wasn't there for the trial match. He has come out yesterday. I'll try and find uh, the article uh, in a bit. But he did come out yesterday saying, uh, look, uh, he's because it is hard because they weren't playing their top, top team and not many teams uh, throughout last week's trial matches were. You're going to see more of that uh, this weekend. But I do find it odd. And look, I'm not as outraged as a lot of other people are about it. But I do find it a little strange that he wasn't there. Um, look, he is quirky Wayne Bennett. He's one of the best coaches, maybe the best coach uh, of all time in rugby league. But you would think, even though it's not your top squad, you would still think that the coach would be there for the first game, wouldn't you? Especially, maybe it would be a bit different if it's a run-of-the-mill team that's been in the competition for, you know, 10, 20, 40, 50, 100 years, however uh, long it has been. But especially for the first game in not the NRL, let's put it right, it is a trial match, but for the first game as a franchise, you would expect the coach to be there, wouldn't you? I would have, and particularly given that it hasn't been, well, from our perspective down oh. here, it doesn't seem to have been smooth sailing for the club's birth. It, it hasn't been, they haven't got the big name, they haven't no. got the big fish. They do look a little bit unsettled. And for your coach not to make an appearance, <laughs> not not necessarily coach the team, but to make appearance, share some support. Yeah, it it is going to be interesting to see how the Dolphins go this year as well. Um, because you, you're right, he hasn't. They haven't. Look, they've got a, still a decent side on paper, and they've named their top seventeen to play this weekend in their trial match. But you are right; it's going to be interesting. They were after some big names. Cam Munster, of course, from the Melbourne Storm, being one of them, and it just uh, never happened. Look, he, he responded to the criticism, uh, Maddie, as well by stating. My priority is the Dolphins. And he said he was mystified by the criticism. He said, we had some issues with flights getting home early from Cairns. And I wanted to make sure I was here at Redcliffe to be coaching the rest of the NRL players who didn't play against the Cowboys. There's no issue at my end. And the Dolphins chief executive said Wayne has been doing this for decades. But I, but I also think some people might have forgotten that 12 of our senior players that did not play were on the field with Wayne for training at 7 a.m. on a Monday morning. So, look, I understand that point of view, but it's still an odd one. He, surely he could have got back and they could have had a midday training session on Monday. Surely. Yeah, yeah I've found some uh, audio of Wayne Bennett speaking uh, yesterday. Did you want to hear it? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, well, we'll take so you we into can... the to the uh, press conference that mm. he uh, mm. had to explain why he wasn't in attendance the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just a bit of crisp work on a Wednesday. I told you I'm out of form. Um, some of your best stuff here, Matty, at 19 <laughs> past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that, that'll go into the radio awards this year. Yeah, uh, Acro Award. Acro Award, yeah. The other, getting quite serious uh, yep. from a Melbourne perspective related to the NRL, Brian Pappenhausen, we haven't seen him on the, the field for a long time after that incredibly nasty mm. leg injury that he suffered. 
uh, on ECN Breakfast down here earlier this year, so it would have been about mid-Jan, we spoke to Ryan when he was over in the States receiving some expert advice and treatment from someone who's worked with some of the, the greats of sport in their recovery. And we get the news yesterday that it will be a significant period of time before we see Ryan again mm. out on the field. I think you said you've you've read somewhere that it could have been four weeks. It's now gone up yeah. to eight weeks. And I, I don't even feel that that's... Probably, just given the way there was a hesitation to put any sort of timeline on his return when we were talking to him a little while ago, it just feels as if that eight-week mark may even still be premature, which is a real shame for someone that could have been anything in the NRL and still could be, but his talent three years ago before he started having issues with concussion and, and soft tissue injuries and the, the neck troubles that he's had. He, he was on he was on target to be anything in the NRL, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And, and as you're you're rightly saying, Matty, he could still well be. It was it was unfortunate what happened last uh, year, especially the timing of it. And, and this wasn't actually the injury that he's now out with. It was the injury before that because he was on uh, he was definitely going to play Origin. Now, he probably wasn't going to be fullback uh, with James Tedesco being there, but he probably would have been uh, at least on the bench. Um, and he was one of the, well, still is, one of the most exciting fullbacks in the game when he's fully fit. Now, I mentioned it yesterday on the show. So, yeah, yesterday it was four weeks. I saw an article this morning saying potentially now up to eight weeks. We know he's been over uh, to America. Tom Dravojevich from Manly has also been over to America as well. Let's hope he gets back out on the field. Let's hope he gets back to full fitness because he is one of the best players in the NRL when he is at full fitness. But I suppose the other equation to this is it puts a bit of a question mark on the Melbourne Storm this year as well. Look, still got some great players. Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, all still there. They have lost uh, Brandon Smith, who is headed to the Roosters. But... It is an interesting one, Maddie, because every year, uh, and we've been doing this for years, when Billy Slater uh, retired, when Cooper Cronk left, Cameron Smith retired, uh, everyone starts to write the Melbourne storm off. And then what happens is that, well, we saw they won the competition in 2020. They've still been competitive over the past couple of years. But it is a hard one without Ryan Pappenhausen. For four weeks, I think, yep, that's fine. They'll be able to get away with that. But if it's for eight weeks, and I don't know admittedly what their first eight weeks look like in terms of the draw, but he is a key part to their team. Um, and if they're going to be without him for a long part or long stretch to start the season, there just has to be the question mark on how competitive the Melbourne Storm will be this year. Now, I still think they'll make the eight regardless. Um, but whether I think he is a huge key member of it. And he may well be the difference, you know, Maddie of the Melbourne Storm being between, you know, fifth and eighth in the ladder or in the top four. He is that good of a player when he is at full fitness. And he made an interesting comment when he joined breakfast down here is that he could be right to go in terms of being prepared fit, like athletically fit to be mm. able to, to run out and, and play a game out. But if he's not prepared to deal with the stress and the pressure of an actual contest then there could be even further time on the sideline. And he spoke about how that preparation was just as important as getting his body right. So, and as you, as you pointed out, given that, you know, the, the Melbourne Storm aren't as strong as what they used to be, but 
You say that at your own peril, don't uh, yes. you, with, with the Storm? A hundred percent. Look, I still expect them to be pretty competitive and up there uh, this year. Definitely, definitely still in my mind a premiership contender. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And uh, the other thing is, we don't want him, as you basically just said, we don't want him to come back out on the field and then in the first couple of weeks do an injury again, where he's out for another six, seven, eight weeks, even maybe longer. So it is important to get him right, and hopefully, once he is right, he gets back to his best very quickly. Yes, uh, and just as quickly, something yep. that I didn't uh, bring up with you, but it's just mm. flashed up on the uh, screens mm. down here. We spoke last week about the NRL uh, CBA and yep. the uh, potential strike action that could be taken by NRL players. The women's, the NRLW, the women's players, they seem to have struck an agreement okay. Yeah, uh, news yesterday uh, that it seems that uh, that seems to have been not, I don't think it's been formally agreed yet, but seems to be moving in the uh, right direction. Um, they are going to extend their season, so it is going to be, I think I read, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think I read about, about a 20-week season uh, next couple of years. That will extend to a 23-week season, I think, from memory in 2025. Um, increased salary cap, um, uh, also provisions in place for pregnancy. So that, And there's a lot more to it as well. So that deal seems to be all but done. Um, there was talk leading into last weekend's preseason challenge that uh, if uh, – you know, deals were not met by a particular deadline. We would have interruptions to the preseason challenge, potentially later kickoffs, uh, players not doing interviews uh, with external media. We had none of that. So now that it looks like the NRLW deal is done, and I think the vast majority, many of rugby league fans will be happy to hear that. Um, we get on to the point where now the men's side can hopefully be done. We're two weeks away from our season kicking off. Tomorrow's two weeks until our actual season kicks off. Uh, as I said to you last week, Maddie, and I've said to my listeners uh, a few times, we really need this done one way or another in the next couple of weeks because it has, well, I wouldn't say it's been a distraction over the off season because we haven't had anything, um, any football on the field. But if we get to the stage where this is still in the news uh, from a men's point of view, when the season kicks off and it's still in the back page of the paper and it's a bit of a distraction, I don't think players will strike, Matty, but it still is a bit of a distraction. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks it can all get done and then we can put it behind us and look forward to what is, as I said last week, a highly anticipated year of rugby league. Penrith potentially going uh, for a three-peat and there's other teams trying to chase them that have some pretty good squads as well. So let's hope that's all done and dusted pretty quickly. Yes, yes, indeed. And the interesting note for us to take out from an <coughs> AFL perspective is that if the NRLW is going to 22 or 23 games, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the AFLW to get more games because that's been a, a very big contentious point as part of their negotiations for the last couple of years. And the AFL have been reluctant to mm. expand it beyond what we currently have. So, the, and particularly now we have all 18 clubs in the competition, but we still have a short season of about 10 rounds plus finals. So curious to see yeah. how that impacts things. What I think the NRL uh, and the NRLW have done very well is they, they've been pretty cautious with the way they've grown the competition. And uh, now everyone really loves it. Um, you know, we had at the opening of Arlingout Stadium last year, uh, there were quite a, I don't know how many people were there, but there were quite a few people there watching uh, the women's game before uh, the men's game. The TV ratings are very, very good. So, and look, the standard, and I talk to people uh, who watch both sports, the standard of the NRLW uh, is really, really good. And 
the, the one thing that I think people were a bit worried about was expanding too quickly um, and then maybe not getting that same quality. But the NRL so far have done a really good job with being careful of that. Uh, it will be interesting, though, to see a 20-week season compared to what we have had over the past four or five years. But, yeah, at the moment, um, it's all going swimmingly in terms of on the field and the TV ratings and the crowds uh, for the NRLW. Uh, a bit of AFL news around, Matty, uh, coming out from Brisbane. Yes, Dane Zorka yesterday announced, or the Brisbane Lions have announced, that he's stepped down from the captaincy <laughs> role. So after five years in the position, um, he was made officially captain in 2019, but did take the reins as an interim captain during the 2018 uh, season, the 57th captain of the club, 105 games in the leadership. But some of your audience may remember towards the end of last year, yes. he was involved in a couple of incidents on field, particularly with Melbourne late in the, the season, which did raise some speculation about whether or not he would remain captain of the club. And that decision has now been made. So the Brisbane Lions are on the lookout for a new skipper. They've got some talented young leaders at the club. So it'll be interesting to see which direction they go in terms of who they choose. Yes. And just before I let you go, uh, the cricket, poor performance. Uh, first test. Have we got cricket on? We do have, actually, we, we have live cricket. Well, we do. Us, yes. While we're, uh, we're talking cricket, not to say that we've hit the innings break in Australia's women's T20 match and Bangladesh made seven for 107 from their 20 overs. So 108 is the target for the Aussies to win. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, well done to be aware that was much, much better, <laughs> yes. much better than the Dolphins sound effect. Uh, yes, exactly, much better. Um, the men's side, though, uh, poor performance uh, in the first test in India, done within three days. Uh, quickly, your thoughts on uh, David Warner, Travis Head, and what about this story this morning about the possibility that they're looking? Well, I, I don't know if it's actually serious, but they're considering potentially dropping Pat Cummins because. They might have to just select one fast bowler, and that could be a pick between Mitchell Stark or Pat Cummins. I can't see Pat Cummins being dropped. Surely, surely you cannot drop the Australian captain. We've seen stranger things in the last, well, the last couple of months, haven't we, when it mm. comes to men's cricket. I thought last week when the decisions were made with selection, I thought, okay, I, I can trust it. I can see what they're attempting to do. It, they didn't execute it well at all, mm. apart from the Todd Murphy selection. Nice Victorian getting the result yes, done there, I'll just note down. Although he's from Machuca Moema, so maybe we can have a foot in each can. <laughs> um, beyond that, though, mm. do, do you, is all this change and adjustment to match the conditions in India doing more harm to our confidence then what would be entrusting our own processes and structures and, yes, tinkering and making one or two adjustments to the 11 to be able to combat the conditions in India is acceptable. But when it's wholesale change, and this Pat Cummins story, I've only seen the headline, but yeah. I can assume what is the contents of it. If that is the case, then we are the number one team in the world. Mm. I'm sorry, no, but yeah. we, had, we had a very easy summer and we're now placed under a little bit of pressure and our, our cards are falling. Mm. You can't say, if, if you're not confident in the people 
that you've got there. And as I said, you can make adjustments, but wholesale change is a different thing. And it's starting to feel as if we're at the point of wholesale change. Mm. And we're, we're not even at the second test yet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I was amazed that Travis Head didn't play. Yes, yeah, so they're saying that uh, they want to rush back Cameron Green, probably understandably. Left arm quick, Mitchell Stark. And also uh, the left arm spinner, Matthew Kuhneman, is a live chance to play. So if that does happen, what does happen to Pat Cummins? I, I, I would be amazed, but look, funnier things have happened, Matty. Yeah, well, but you've just indicated there that there's potentially four or five changes before the second test. Yep, yep. And that's not, and is that's that not, the, yeah. And is that's, that yeah. the panic button? I, I think so. I think so. You gotta look, I would probably be bringing back Travis Head, but other than that, I don't think because we, we may make all these changes and the same as, same result may happen anyway. And then what do we do? Make more changes? I agree. You can't make too many changes to a side that, yes, performed very well during the Australian summer. And it was always going to be very tricky in India. You don't want to be getting rid of three, four, five players and swapping it around, not just for the second test, which is a very important must-win match. But, yeah, it's I just I just don't think too many changes is a good idea. And uh, Pat Cummins being dropped, it uh, won't happen. Won't happen, surely. I'll tell you, someone who might get dropped. Mm. Me, after that sound effect a little earlier. <laughs> yes, maybe. Might, might be Matt Donald next week I'll be speaking to. <laughs> yeah, well, very chance, Matty. If you're listening, you're up. Um, good on you, Dan. Appreciate the chat as always. Thank you, Matty. Had fun. We'll chat next week. We will. Really? Just, just couldn't Great. help myself. Great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matty Cox on the line from uh, Melbourne there. We'll have a chat with him again uh, next week on the show. All right, open line and text all yours. 0457 736 736 is the text number. Uh, open line 1300 01 1170. A few things on the agenda for us this morning. Uh, and we've got a couple of texts through about this. Um, on the Well, not really on the back of Valentine's Day. I was just having a chat with the Matt yesterday. But what sports stars, past or present, would you like to have a drink with? Would you like to have a weekend away with? Maybe uh, invite to a house party? 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. The Cronulla Sharks have locked down their coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, for another five years until the end, at least until the end of 2027. Is five years too long? for a contract, for a player or for a coach. We've seen some players signed for a longer deals than that, although very rarely. Or do you think that's a really good show of faith by the Cronulla Sharks and Craig Fitzgibbon? 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. The Sharks also want to sign Nico Hines to a lifetime contract. Which player in the NRL or maybe another sport of your choosing would you be signing to a lifetime contract right now? Is there one player that you can think of that should be signed to a lifetime contract right now for whatever club they play at? or if you could get them to another club, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And also, we were just talking about it with Maddie. a chance, albeit small, that Pat Cummins may be dropped for the second test. Can you see it happening? And if you had to pick between Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark for the second test, who would you be going for? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736 or anything else in sport you want to talk about on this Wednesday morning. We'll take a break. Back with your text, your calls, and more of the headlines of the day. It is 25 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 25 to 5 in Queensland. 
Good to have your company. It is coming up to 20 minutes to 6 a.m. in New South Wales, 25, uh, 20 to 5 in Queensland. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. Asking you, is uh, five years too long for a coach to be signed to a contract in the, uh, with Craig Fitzgibbon now signed until the end of 2027? And what player... Would you like to sign, Nico Hines, they want to sign to a lifetime contract. What player would you like to sign, uh, it doesn't have to be rugby league, to a life co- lifetime contract? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. And what sports player, past or present, would you love to have a drink with, maybe invite to a dinner party? Got a few texts on that. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, past or present, alive or dead, 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. And Cummins or Stark, a bit of talk around Pat Cummins being dropped for the second test. I can't see that happening. But if you had to select one of Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark, who would you select? 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. Uh, I'll get to your text in just a second. Uh, a few there just having a little issue uh, with the text line today. Now, Maddie mentioned the um, cricket uh, earlier on uh, in our chat, the T20 World Cup between Australia and Bangladesh. So Bangladesh made off their 20 overs, 7 for 107. Australia have opened up their innings after just uh, just 1.1 overs. Australia, none for 5, chasing 108 to win in the T20 World Cup. We'll keep you across that, as will uh, the breakfast shows. Now, we're going to talk to John Gallo on Friday, uh, as per usual. Just had a prior commitment yesterday, but uh, in terms of the EPL, but uh, Liverpool back in the winning circle for for the first time in a long time, uh, yesterday they defeated Everton 2-0. Liverpool 2 over Everton 0. And there is a game tomorrow as well uh, with Arsenal taking on Man City. So we'll talk all things EPL and football related with John Gallo coming up on the show on Friday morning as we do each and every uh, Friday. And there's a heap of Champions League games kicking off as well uh, today at 7 a.m. Sydney time. Uh, Tottenham in action by Munich in action. PSG at Liverpool uh, will be in action next weekend against Real Madrid as well. Chelsea in action uh, tomorrow. Uh, Benfica in action tomorrow as well. So we'll keep you across that as well. Now, 0457 736 736. A couple of texts here. Uh, this from the Yeovil Treatment. He says, hi, Dan. If I could invite four sports stars to dinner, uh, would go for Dan Ricardo. Interesting one. Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger. Now, Tiger would have some interesting stories. Uh Let's just leave it at that. But look, it'd be great just from a sporting point of view. Kerry O'Keefe, yeah. Uh, Kerry, I think, at any dinner party would be fantastic, as long as you could get him laughing. Um, and Alan Langer, that from the Yeovil Treatment. I would love just to talk to Alan Langer at Yeovil Treatment. There's a lot to talk to Alan Langer about. But I would love to talk to Alan Langer um, about when he came back uh, to play Origin from England. What was it? 2001, I think it was. Uh, flew back with playing in the UK at the time. Wayne Bennett was coaching Queensland at the time and asked him to fly back uh, and play in that third game, and they ended up winning it. That is a story in itself, let alone everything else he achieved in his career. Now, thank you for the text, Yeovil Treatment. And this from Dan. Uh, he says, uh, Warney would have been great. Uh, and, yes, I won't read the rest of the text, but I understand where you're coming from, Dan. Uh, yeah, Warney uh, would have been. I think Warney would be high on everyone's list um, to have a drink with or 
uh, invite to a dinner party, uh, he would have had a lot of stories one would have imagined. Keep them coming in. Who, What sports stars, past or present, would you like to have a drink with? Would you invite to a dinner party? 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300-01-1170. And, of course, uh, we are here for Makita. Don't forget, this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. And if you want to call the open line at any time in the show, you will win a Makita prize pack for you this morning. Uh, 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Back to your text in a second or anything. Uh, you want to talk about in sport. Uh, now, Peter Bowl uh, was in the news about a month ago, and you would have seen this uh, yesterday come out in the news. I know James Magnuson's going to have a bit to say about this after 6 a.m. with Vossi, but the American lawyer representing Peter Bowl has called for a government investigation after we know the Australian 800-metre champion was sensationally cleared of drug cheating. Um so uh, Paul Green, the founder of Global Sports Advocates, who has represented athletes from all around the world, says it was a complete disgrace that Bowles' reputation had been tarnished after his B sample proved he had not taken EPO. Bowles was told on Tuesday morning that the B sample of a test taken in October didn't match with a positive A sample reading to EPO. Uh, they haven't ruled out taking legal action against Sport Integrity Australia and Athletics Australia, who made the A sample results public despite refusing to provide any evidence uh, to bowl of the positive test. Uh, Green said, I'm blown away, honestly, that it was announced. It should have never have been announced. It was a complete disgrace that it was announced publicly. I begged them not to, but they did it anyway. I don't know who leaked it, but there should be an investigation, in my opinion, uh, a government investigation into the situation because you can't have this situation happening. There are protections in place to protect athletes. He was never even charged, never even provided any lab documents. It's just unbelievable. Green also said he had never seen such a case of injustice during his years of dealing with high-profile sports drug cases. Uh, yeah, going to be interesting to see where all that lands over the course of the coming weeks and months. Uh, good news, I suppose, uh, for Peter Bowl that he's been cleared, but I think this story has a bit more uh, to play out, whether they do take legal action against uh, Sports Integrity Australia and Athletics Australia. Uh, now, NRL, back to that. There's been a bit of talk about the World Club Challenge this week. Uh, temperature's going to be very hot in and around Sydney and New South Wales over the course of the next few days after today, and in particular uh, the weekend. And there was some talk about whether the NRL is going to shift the time for the World Club Challenge. Uh, well, they've made this, uh, the decision to move kickoff times for three of this weekend's trial matches amid fears for player safety in the forecast sweltering conditions. So three pre-season challenge matches, including the World Club Challenge between the Panthers and St. Helens, have been moved as temperatures are set to reach 38 degrees on Saturday. So in a statement released yesterday evening, the NRL confirmed it would adjust the kickoff times after discussions with broadcasters. The Charity Shield uh, match between St. George, uh, Illawarra and South Sydney on Saturday in Mudgee, uh, where the temperature is expected to reach 36 degrees, has been moved from a 3.30 kickoff time to 4.20 p.m. The World Club Challenge, which was due to start at 6 p.m. in Penrith, where the mercury is tipped to hit 38, 
will instead begin at 6.50 p.m. And Saturday night's Queensland's uh, derby between the Cowboys and the Broncos at Sunshine Coast Stadium will start 35 minutes later at 8.55 Sydney time. That is 7.55 local time in Queensland. The NRL statement read the decision was made due to player safety concerns around the forecasted heat and humidity in regional New South Wales and Western Sydney. The NRL would like to thank the broadcast partners as well as the participating clubs. Um, I think smart move, uh, in particular for the World Club Challenge, uh, considering St Helens not used to uh, the heat. But I don't think many players were used to playing 35, 36, 37 degree heat. So I think that is a smart move to push it back as far as they can. Uh, there's not much more they can do when they've slated that many games on the one day. But I think that is a smart decision. Um, and just some of the trial teams have also dropped uh, for this weekend. Uh, most teams may- naming their full squads uh, for the second week of the preseason challenge. Caelan Ponga will lead Newcastle against Parramatta. Josh Schuster has been named at number six for Manly's clash uh, with uh, the Roosters in the second match in Gosford on Friday night. Latrell Mitchell will play in the Charity Shield against the Dragons in Mudgee on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Ivan Cleary has handed former Broncos player Zach Hosking the number 12 jersey for their World Club Challenge match against St. Helens. And Wayne Bennett has named his best 17 for the Dolphins clash against the Titans, which will round out the weekend on Sunday night. Just on the Roosters as well, a bit of talk surrounding Luke Keary. Um, going to be interesting to see what happens with him. There's just been a, been a bit of a chat recently that he suffered a bit of a knock um, the other day on Friday. We know his history with concussion. Uh, there's a lot more saying that was just uh, to his jaw, but that'll be one to watch. Hopefully he'll be okay to play him in round one. We know uh, his history with concussion and no one would like to see him uh, get concussion again. But that's just some of the key outtakes or takes uh, from week two of the pre-season challenge. We will finish off with your text in a second. 0457 736 736. It is 10 and a half to 6, 10 and a half to 5 in Queensland. Yeah, interesting take on the text from Jimbo the Dragon on 0457 736 736. He says, Roosters for the spoon. Uh that's interesting coming from a Dragons fan who a lot of people are tipping uh, to win the wooden spoon, but each their own. Thank you for the text at Jimbo the Dragon. We'll see uh, what happens uh, come September or October. Now, uh, don't forget NBL tonight. The Sydney Kings up against the Cairns Titans, 7.30 p.m. Uh, tonight, and you will hear that on SEN as well. Jimmy Smith with the call uh, tonight from 7.30 p.m. A couple more texts to finish the show off. This from the Chookman on 04577. 736736. Hi, Dan. The Skull, Kerry O'Keefe, will be great at a dinner party. And he also says in terms of uh, signing players on a lifetime contract, Joseph Suili'i for life. He's a gun and Cummins every time over Starkey. Well, interesting to see Suili'i being named at the centres for the Roosters for the second week in a row as well. Didn't play uh, last week, but was initially named at the centres for that game against Melbourne. So maybe uh, that's where he's going to be playing uh, this year. And this one from one of our favourite listeners, Alan Belford-Jones. Top of the morning to you, young Daniel. I would love to invite James Magnuson to a dinner party. Well... Uh, Alan, James is on with Vossi straight after the six o'clock news. Alex Wilkinson and Matt Rogers will be their special guests. So they're coming up after the news at 6am. For our listeners in Queensland, you will have the first hour of them and then Patton Heels along at 6am local time. Tomorrow on the show, I'll be joined by Andrew Menzel, Menas to talk all things cricket. Have a great Wednesday. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am.